3: The following podcast contains mature language and adult discussions.
1: How's this for Mike and Kev? What do you think? Is this, is this? Come on Call it the Nash. This is click this. Sean. Still Sean. Still Kevin with me. And uh Dynamic Duo of sorts, aren't we? Well I guess yes. that would be Batman and Robin. The the official dynamic duo. We have to be a kind of Not
4: necessarily.
1: No, I don't know if, that, if that's trademark. Is that like a DC trademark or something? The dynamic duo—they were DC, right? Batman was DC, wasn't? Yeah, it? yeah. If we were fa- if we were famous duos, who would we be then? Are we like Mick and Keith? Are we? Like I was thinking Gene I, I, and Paul. I think,
4: I think we hit it on the uh, uh, hit it on the head when we named the company
1: Butch and Sundance, right? Yeah, it's a dated reference. Though. Who's going to get that?
4: Who gives a fuck?
1: All right. Daltry and Townsend, I could see, too. And and Nancy Wilson,
4: perhaps. I was thinking maybe Stevie Nicks and, and Lindsey Buckingham. And Lindsay
1: Buckingham, <laughs> right. You need to get some of your witch garb
4: down, though. I can do that.
1: Oh, here we are again. Wait, you know what? Another fucking hurricane. What, what's going on?
4: What is this? I told my wife, if anybody that has... His, been watching the hurricane uh, reports from Florida. When they show that area that looks like uh Keeve, <laughs> where, the, where the houses are 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 basically looking like they've been missile, that's my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 the hits just keep coming. Unbelievable, yeah, the, man. I mean, it's like and like I came I came down here for this one. I know. I told when, when you came down you were just like I said well, I said wait, but that it was out like and then it just it, it did the it's it's crazy okay so in 2004 um Charlie had the exact basically the exact same um pattern or ex, same path mm-hmm. as Ian had and then Gene had the exact same path as uh Nicole. Uh-huh. And both of those so so two of them the, f- the first two were in uh were in uh 04 and then of course these two were uh and like the same like 42 days apart like everything was identical.
1: Man. So and this is this is late for anyone who doesn't know. This hurricane season is supposed to be done in November, right? Yep. Where your temperatures are going down, sixties. But this is not happening down here.
4: Well, I, I was I was amazed when it when it started across because I was talking to my wife. I said, "Yeah," because you don't really pay attention to what the ocean temperatures are. But we had that period uh, for about we had like ten days where it was like in the you know eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety. Mm-hmm. And man, it takes no time to warm up that that ocean. And um, when when it when it's made its turn, it was, then it was basically uh, going to hit the east coast. The original was like Vero Beach, and then they said that the the, the first pattern was the, or or path was for it to go straight up the coast like a buzz saw.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: And what this did, so. For, it, you always want to be on the west of the storm. The worst place to be is on the east because that means you're gonna get dumped because it goes counterclockwise. That northern as it comes at you, that northern uh spit is just a buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. And we got eaten alive um by the southern of the last of Ian. So we had nothing left. Like it had taken it had taken most of seawalls. So we knew if we got anything at all. And of course we have um sixteen condominium buildings. I'm talking nineteen story buildings that have been deemed uh unsafe, and then I think forty five houses are condemned.
1: This didn't get as much play in the media. I don't know if they're just storm fatigued. That's a word I've heard now, too, storm fatigue. But um, I didn't see a lot of play I, outside of here. Like, I was telling people back home that we're getting a hurricane. Well, I, like, oh, I, I had no what, idea.
4: What, what ends up happening is, you know, like, I got up the next day and I just checked and I saw that it was 78 in Tulsa. So, if it's 78 in Tulsa, like... How could it be a disaster here <laughs> see what I
1: did there <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah, and then I saw uh you sent me video of that was a drill out that was a, and that's my that's my strip, your area I don't know, Steve, if I sent you this, if I can get you this if you can uh if you could uh, bring this up, it's like
4: it's it's a, it's it's just it's unbe- it's unbelievable because like everybody that lives here lives here because there's no high rises it's all houses it's like this little chill place and you know here 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 i sit in my uh on the, my fifth floor condo and you know nothing not a drop
1: did you did they give you some dehumidifiers at least
4: no not this time i no. I, I, I guess i guess they got they got played out. Uh, the, the insurance money got played out. Here's uh here's the area, Kevin's talking about.
1: Not where the fuck. You know, Steve. I'm just gonna send this to you. Look at me holding up a fuck like I'm 65 years old. Holding up a fucking phone. Sorry, Kev. You're only 65. sorry. Why? you 63?
4: While you're doing that, I'm, I, I want you to pick. I want you to pick a hand.
1: Uh,
5: uh. Yeah,
4: so it was
1: uh, for anyone that doesn't know, because apparently the much of the country is still in uh, in the dark about it. There was another fucking hurricane down here, and it was just it's like insult to injury for I mean the 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 coastal areas in particular. I think
4: area. from from uh, I know for sure from Satellite Beach uh, up got you know like New Smyrna Beach got got whacked. Uh it's just put it this way we had, we we got we got to see uh newly newly elected governor uh
1: See those homes that is like so underneath what i'm assuming is you had some seawall at one point yeah, before yeah. uh before yeah. ian
4: which extended uh, uh yeah, east Okay so i'm telling you i'm telling you right now that okay that That guy's house right there, Mm -hmm. if you pull it back up, okay, if you go to, can you see where the, the the, there's a seawall on the, if you look to the right, Mm -hmm. down. Under the yellow house. Yeah, under the yellow house, there's a seawall right there. Yeah. Okay, now go to the end of that, and that's the seawall that's still standing. Now you got to go out. Scroll over. it, Right. Now see that those two pieces of of cement, yeah, on the far right, yeah, right, right there. there, yeah. Okay, so now go from about there out is where the where the the guys the that guy's grass used to be.
1: Hmm. I don't even know how you, how you'd begin to rebuild that. How far those pylons? Because. There's just nothing under the houses anymore. Right. You got to knock so, the whole thing oh, you, down, you, you right? Got, you, you've
4: got to you've got to you've got to demolish the house in order to go in and put probably 30 foot uh, concrete poles. So you're gonna have to drill. Like, I mean, people are like, they'll never be able to to rebuild this. It's impossible. I'm like, they built the Mackinac Bridge across the Great Lakes. I'm quite sure. They've got technology, you know.
1: Yeah, they can you, do it. It's just a, yeah. a, the cost and carrying the insurance in that area must be a fortune.
4: I think that this here is it, because it's a turtle. You know, this is a turtle sanctuary. Like where oh. I live is all, that's all, yeah. So this is, and those all these turtles, they, they end up like down in Costa Rica. And they're like a huge part of that food chain. For the locals the turtle soup and the turtle meat, so it's like you know the uh the cycle of life is has, has been because I mean they just lost a generation of of uh of turtles you know that were', were nesting
1: right so well, the Costa Ricans will be right with without their turtle goddamn soup for a few for a it year may, or they may
4: have to it may give them a reason to 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 work their way up to the border you never know they're doing that anyway. Well, you know, I'm,
1: uh, I'm heartened to see, uh, Tristan's music making the rounds on the internet now and people, I I even saw a woman say like, you know, finally discovered, uh, given the circumstances, posthumously finally discovered his his music. He was brilliant. I just I, I love it. And there's and there's many. If you look at our feed. And um
4: yeah he was very, very talented.
1: I'm happy to see it.
4: Yeah. That was and, I, and so 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 this was my my uh so Wednesday, the day that the storm uh was was basically at our at our doorstep. That was that that marked week three since Tristan's passed so um and when we and Tristan has rid like Tristan myself and my wife have ridden out every hurricane that's came down whether we've had some some you know category threes that we've come down to the condo because we just feel we're safe but you know we yeah we usually just stay in the house and um so this was the first one that just it was just me Tamara and our, and our and our pooch. And um so at different so the history the history of our house is if you get an 11 mile an you can take a 70 mile an hour wind during the week but as soon as they say a storm's coming all of a sudden we lose power at 10 miles an hour. I mean it's 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 equivalent to what like a forty mile an hour wind will destroy a, a mobile home, but they'll drive that son of a bitch down the interstate in half with some cellophane on it at eighty miles an hour and the thing's fine. But right. put it on put it on the ground and let forty miles an hour hit it and it, it's destroyed. So and we had just we had just went eight days without power uh twenty days before Tristan passed. And I mean, it was, it was one of those things where it's just like, and our biggest problem is people say, why don't you have a generator? Why don't you have a generator? I live on a barrier Island and it, like you've been, it's so narrow that there's, we don't have natural gas. Mm. So you have to bring propane in. And then with it, with it being, and you just saw how small those lots are with, if you're lucky to have a hundred by hundred lot. And you build on you can build on like, I don't know sixty four percent of it or whatever that includes like you know and then and then you sneak your pool and a couple other little things mm-hmm. so you've got you've got no room to be dropping you know a, 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 a propane tank anywhere on your property and I'll be damned if I Beverly Hillbilly it and have that out out of out of ground because you know that thing's gonna last about a season and a half before you are going to be replacing it because. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we used to, I remember when we first came down here, we used to buy like $1,200 gas grills and to pick one, one and a half season and the thing would just crumble. Now it's like, we, 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 we go, we buy a $300, you know, grill, let it die. Just, just call the guy and he just brings us the same one. And we, he just, it, it comes in disposable yep, grilling. Exactly, exactly what it is, man. It's just like, you live on. Can you the get beach. a subscription
1: <laughs> for that. You just pay a monthly fee, and they ship you the have, grill every I, I, six. I'm months? I've got to get a.
4: I've got to get a hold and make sure that I'm not. I, I'm probably already paying. i I'll be on this, the subscription thing right now. I don't know. It's. Like, I. need to get my. Uh, Your rocket uh, money going there. Yeah, I need sure. to get my. Yeah, because I. Who knows, man? I'm. You know I, I might be getting some from the Canadian Grilling Company every. You know. But uh, so it was. It was. It was crazy because I. I you know the storm came and it was like all of a sudden that you could you could you know shutters were rattling. I'm like, and it said we were getting gusts fifty to sixty miles an hour. And I looked at Tamara. I said, man, "How long before?" I said, "You, know, what's the over under on losing power?" She said, "No, man." She said, "I I begged T to, to keep our power on." and we I, I laughed because I said I did the exact same thing. Everybody around us lost their power, including my next door neighbor. I'm I'm up the next day and they walk by and they just stare at me, and they're like, "You have power?" I'm like, "Yeah," and I'm like, "Oh wow!" Like, yeah, the garage lights, are, the outside garage lights, right? He goes, "We don't have power. Nobody has power." I'm like, "Well, we have power," like. Obviously, obviously T, obviously, T was just like, "Yeah, I know you guys are going through some hard times. I don't, I don't think you need to, you know, not have air on top of all that." Sorry about all that. Here, <laughs> take some, take some light. So yeah, so yeah. then, so so we get through Thursday. And then Friday, we've got to go over to the, uh, to the funeral home and pick up uh, our, you know, our son's remains, and. I swear to God it was it was it was one of the most surreal things in my life where you go like, man, there is there is definitely like shit going on in this universe that we have no idea what it is. So we we're driving down Ridgewood and we take a left and we get stuck we get we get stuck at the it's like a the, the lights holding us up. So the guy's talking, and then he goes, he just goes right into, and it's uh, Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. Mm. And we're driving up this road to go pick my son up. And I don't know if you've ever listened to it, because T and Isaac played that. That was like one of the first covers they ever did, like in seventh grade. And I probably listened to my son sing that song. If there was a song that he would have played, to go pick him up, that would have been it. Oh. And like I, I got chills right now. And uh, I just like Tamara and I just we were we no, no we didn't say a word. And I said, man, I said it's just too. I looked, at it, I said it's just too bad that you know the, the cinematographer didn't pick a, a, a better shot than this. This is you know pretty, pretty rough area we're going through right. <laughs> And uh, so we got there, and it was like we went, you know, and and you know, you and I, I, I knew, how, you know, from 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 actually handling Scott's ashes, um, at Scott's funeral, like, you know, so, and then they 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 get she get brought out like the big urn, but it was in a box, and um, she handed it to me, and I, I was waiting for this, and I was just like, whoa, whoa, that's just. Like this is like part, this is the pomp and circumstance. This is the supposed to be kind of closure. Like this, just like, there's nothing here. You just gave me an urn of bones. Like there's, this isn't my kid. There's nothing here. There's no energy here. Like this is, and you know, and and they want to like, they're, they're trying to, to help you with your, your, your grieving. And it's just like, like we're cool. Like we're just gonna put, we're gonna put this in the car, we're gonna go home. And now Tamara's like, you know, we sat there today. and We're like, you know, what are we gonna do? And I was gonna bring, I was gonna bring the the big urn down here, because we've got another urn, and then we have like uh, a, a a smaller urn that we're gonna. When I go up to Michigan, I'm going to uh, to bring a, a spade, and I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig in between my mom and dad's grave. Mm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a little urn of, of T's ashes, in between my mom and my dad up in Detroit because he loved Detroit so much. And, uh, but it's just like, like, all this, it's just like every day. And I just, and I've been sleeping in his bed. I've been sleeping in his bed, like, first three or four nights they didn't. And then I was just like, I'm going to go. And it's like, man, I said, you know, motherfucker had a sweet-ass mattress. His mattress is killing mine. I'm like, man, that's a good, I'm, I'm cool here.
1: Is
2: that, yeah. um, is it helpful
1: or, or, or painful? I, I, I,
2: this episode is sponsored by better A lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find out what matters to you, so you can do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 10wrestling today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 10wrestling. It would be
1: very hard for me, I think, to lay in... My child, well, like, too, too, too too close, maybe.
4: I I don't know. I, I no, I, I I I you know the thing is, is that because you have to realize that's where he was laying when they spun him around and from there jerked him to the floor, and then and paddled him. It was right. I mean, oh, so I'm right. I'm basically, you know, like you know, I'm basically sitting in Kennedy's fucking seat in the Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Is, is what I'm doing. Yeah. And, um, but it's not creepy or anything because it's your kid.
1: I just meant pain.
4: Yeah, no, I mean, but not, not, and I, and I know that, I mean, even pain wise, it's just like, like I, I watched this thing the other day and they were just, they, they just kept talking about, you know, uh, the, the Ukrainian situation and they were talking about how, you know, the Russians had to retreat again and, and i'm thinking like sooner or later you got you got you know the, the, you got the whack job over north korea like like my son his w- one of his fears always was a nuclear war you know because mm. he knew that, that that you know being this cl- like as close as we are to the cape like that that's definitely taking a hit mm
5: so,
1: I just uh... So, so are you gonna bring tea up there? Listen,
4: now, well, it, I was, it was, I was gonna bring him tonight, and then his mom said, "I'm, I'm not ready for that, that to go down there." Yeah, and I said, "What, well, honey? You know, it's, I, I don't think there's a rule book. You know, I, I said whatever you're comfortable with." I said, yeah. "I, you know."
1: Yeah, bring it. Put him to work. I mean, you know, passing away is no excuse not to work on the podcast. So he should no, be No, and,
4: and, and I'm 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 running out, I'm running on the computer camera tonight because he's not here, so Fuck.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I was no help. Where's Isaac? Uh, <laughs> Does Isaac live local? Uh. All right.
5: We I, do I'll, have feedback.
4: Gonna, fly Fly Max in from fucking Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah, why not?
1: Just once a week, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um Feedback from, uh, from previous weeks. M. Earl Smith says, Hey, Sean, you fucker. I have eight degrees and watch plenty of NASCAR. I guess I said I don't watch NASCAR. I have a degree or something to that effect. So, M. Earl is taking this opportunity to weigh in. What is the M? I love when that starts. M. Earl. Is it like Madam Butterfly? M. Earl. So, all right, he has eight degrees. What do you have eight degrees in? How much money do you have to go to college to get eight degrees, M. Earl? You have no time to watch NASCAR if you truly have eight degrees. I don't know maybe
4: just- maybe he's counting on the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Then- <laughs> yeah, right.
1: That's it, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon and then yeah. two that he got uh, at college. Yeah cleansing fire says i think i prefer the non-wrestling content because i get more than enough with the other podcasts well that's kind of the deal here right we want to
4: be different than everyone else that and the fact that we don't watch wrestling
1: yeah yep yeah, uh someone was having some fun with the fact that i didn't know billy gunn was on on uh i almost said tna tv that how out of touch
4: of I on uh, aew television but um
1: Listen. Who, who has time for all this? There's a lot of wrestling on TV.
4: I tell you what. I was. I. I, I did get a chance to watch uh, Reigns versus uh, the Paul Kit from Saudi Arabia. Logan, Logan. Yeah. 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 I did get a chance to watch that. Logan Paul. Everyone's I,
1: pretty big on him. What do you think?
4: You know. I mean, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get. I'm going to get just brow beaten. Because God forbid, if Kevin Nash was to let anybody that wasn't nine feet tall wrestle, I didn't realize he was that small. Like you know, he was he was noticeably smaller than Roman Reigns. Mm. Like I, it was hard for me to,
1: yeah. Oh, he looks pretty tall there, but I think he's just flying. Yeah.
4: Um. But I thought well, I mean, he, he he he's definitely. I mean. The kid's talented. He, from what I can understand, I think that he got like a crash course from uh, from HBK from Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Well, He's has kind of by a few inches there. Like, yeah, but look in. at now. Go back. Look at the size of Roman's head next to his. Yeah, that's the size of a man. <laughs> you know, you you could have you could have a. You can have a, an eleven-inch penis, but if it's, if it's if it looks if it's like a number two pencil, it's one thing. But if it's got a head like a softball, do still, some damage. You're, yeah, you're still gonna you're still gonna be the man. <laughs> no,
5: there he is. See, so he's his, just with his yeah. pencil.
4: That looks like Hunter working working against me, size wise.
0: Yeah,
1: pretty much. Um, Antonio De Rosa subscribed. Let's get to a hundred thousand for T. Thank Much you, Kevin. Big fan. I see a lot of that too. We said we want to get Tristan a plaque, and we got to get to a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube. So, smash yeah, that
4: button. We we he, he's got a, a, a. You ever see the Johnny Cash, the giant Cash poster when he's flipping off the? Yeah, flipping yeah, the bird, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, it's it's almost impossible to get. I found it at, at an antique, uh, like an old vinyl store. I found one that is maybe six feet by four feet, and I had it framed. Oh wow! And, and when you walk when you walk up the stairs, that's the first thing you see in his room. Is oh, he that, has it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's there's so there's a spot right next to it. Is where I'm going to put the uh, his piss plaque. Fantastic. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah.
1: James Miller says, Sean, you're really going to go for every single DNC talking point? Twitter? Really? Why don't you go deactivate your account right now? Show people how strong that virtue is. Just don't come back to it six days after you said you were done like Mick Foley just did. First of all, I don't know or care what the... DNC's take on Twitter is. Just because Elon Musk appears to be a conservative, um, it doesn't mean it's a party attack to say that uh a check mark is supposed to be verification. That's all I fucking said was that a check mark is supposed to be verification. You take that away, you lose the authentication of the source, a person's that, name.
4: You, yeah, you take that away, and then all of a sudden everybody's getting free insulin. Exactly.
1: Right, now you see. Let's see. Okay, well Mick is gone again, I guess. But um, so I don't know what he's talking about there. But uh, no, I I I I'll leave my check mark alone. I'm not going to pay for it. But no one's caring whether I'm authenticated or not. With my paltry amount. Of, so I said,
4: of if news. somebody else can come along and get and use Kevin Nash and get a million followers, God bless him.
1: But what starts to happen is if they they put out. Cookie messages, uh, and they buy that uh, check mark there. It's going to seem like they're coming from you. And as exactly. an individual, you may number not one, care. But
4: n- number one, nobody, nobody is 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 more of a of a fucking assassin of punctuation than me. So that that alone, your authentication is yeah, the poor grammar. Exactly, my, yeah. my poor grammar, misspelling, using the word the the, the wrong their adjective uh, yeah yeah, exactly i mean (laughs) you've got you've got a conundrum of just absolute horse shit that you've got to master before you can uh, and it it just it's good luck you know good luck because half the time people don't know if i'm being sarcastic or actually you know
1: yeah, but I mean, you know, if if it says CBS News, well, there should be some way to authenticate that it's an actual uh, an actual source. That's all. I, I, just, I Listen, if the, if the Democratic National Committee said that, they're right, okay? I don't take my cues from them. I didn't and even and know I the voted word, on both sides of the- I
4: didn't, I didn't even- I didn't, I didn't realize there was a Democratic-Nash. I thought they were just kind of winging it. They, it seems they have been lately, but- uh, Official.
1: So, the, okay, so-
4: how many, well, how many, but how many? Um, uh, okay, 12k. So if I, if I'm, I don't have to be a super sleuth to see 12.7 and go, okay, that's, that's the, the real, real one. one. And anything that comes in your line, uh, you're not going to be following them. So there's no reason for that to come in your timeline.
1: But when you do a search, and you'll have ten names now, and you'll have ten check marks, and you got to click to see how I guess how many followers are each. What? Listen, Elon, I'm all down with capitalism. Sell something else. Sell something else. There's a million add-ons you could have to the service.
4: Well, my thing is this, okay? So I I, I watched uh, uh, when Elon was on was on uh, Rogan, and he was talking about these chips. That they were going to be planting in people's brains that would, like, restore people's vision if they were blind, restore hearing, and also to the point where they would restore, um it's like, like somebody who's a quadriplegic would be uh, able to walk and then in time actually walk better than, like, a normal person. Um, so it, to me it's just like, if somebody actually, the fact that you can take a, uh, one of, the, like the, the booster of a rocket that they used to, if I could have to, you know, go and, and, and dig out of the ocean, and this guy is, is reusing it and he's, he's landing it on a, you know, a pickleball court, you know, it's just like, the th- the problem is he's too smart for such a stupid uh twitter's just you know what i mean he's just, he's too his, smart his
1: his efforts are more sophisticated than twitter calls for. yeah it's I, just I, it's, I get that
4: yeah it's like and and, and people are like so I, so i watched
5: i, I watched the uh
4: Let me think who it was. And one thing was CNN, like in the middle of the afternoon, and they were saying how that this it was going to bankrupt and this and that, and how everybody like you know, that he's fired everyone, and like the people that came like he, he like hired two people and they left, and I, I, at the same time, it's just like I'm thinking to myself like. All right, so while all this goes on, it's like the metaverse, you know. It's like these people that actually bought real estate in the metaverse, mm-hmm. you know. It's those same cats. It's just like it's the NFT crowd, yeah. It's the NFT crowd. It, it, it's the, it's the Bitcoin crowd. It's that's great. That's if, if you are into that. I am not. I am not saying you know. I am not saying anything bad about you. All I know is when inflation dropped 0.3% the dow went up 1200 points i didn't see i didn't see anything twitter did that upset any of the the financial markets you know i didn't see i, I you know and this is my whole thing thank god thank god that the republicans are going to take the house cuz finally we can get fucking 2 dollar gasoline again yeah it's going to happen I mean, we're we're so we're we're getting the best of everything. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have no inflation. They'll have the, they'll they'll knock the inflation down. I mean, I think that just, like, just trumps uh, that strong showing in Arizona alone. Mm-hmm. You know, just I mean, just.
1: It's gonna be interesting watching what the party does now. You you're really starting to see a fracture. You you're having two camps, is what's gonna happen. And I, uh, I I like
4: how I, I like how uh our boy over at the house who thinks he's gonna he's he's gonna he's gonna walk in there and you're like Didn't you come down? Didn't you go down to Mar Lago and kiss his ring after you said you're gonna chop his head off in the center floor? McCarthy? Mm-hmm. That poor guy, man. He we, all he wants is he, he wants that he wants that spot so bad. Just like sorry, kid, can't hit the curve.
1: Well, on Twitter, uh, the uh, we have your neighborhood friend, your friendly neighborhood white guy. His name is. He said people have always been stupid; they just didn't have Twitter, and that's kind of the, social media in general. Really, is it, it's a megaphone, and whoever stands in front of it is heard.
2: Unless so. it,
4: unless it's the megaphone That Charlie Chris had Down here in Florida I don't know if anybody saw any, any, any of the Charlie at rally At all of them He had a megaphone It looked like It looked like Like out of a clown car It was like this little tiny small You know You go to You go to, De, to DeSantis' uh, Deal You know and There's like You know 30,000 people And it's It looks like Wrestlemania You go to Charlie Chris It's He's got a, a old shitty Winnebago behind him, and he's he's talking, and it's like there's a re- reverb on on his on his shitty mic, and I'm just like, yeah. And oh, gee, lost by 20 points? How'd that happen? Yeah, the, the best your fair state could do.
5: Hey,
1: apparently, I don't uh, know, man. Papa Plants love this podcast. I'm a truck driver, and binged all the episodes on my recent trip. Love the stories from the past and all the banter. You are not alone, Papa Plants. Thank you for listening. Glad we can take you, your time on the road. You know, every time I talk to a trucker, I was talking to somebody else this week who happened to be a trucker, they they love love the lifestyle. It's beyond just a job. It really is a lifestyle. You gotta be okay with a lot oh, yeah. of solid a lot of solitude, a lot of miles. Every trucker I've ever talked to, I even know a guy that owns a trucking company. he's like worst thing I did because I can't be on the road anymore. They love it,
4: yeah, I just saw that I just watched the movie the other night again uh with uh Clooney up in the air is that what it's called uh, or the, where
1: he, the he planes right the uh
4: where he, yeah he 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 fires people for a living, okay and uh it's it's yeah up in the air and um it's like they take; they're going to take him off the road, and like so, he's talking to the the the, the girl that's that the, that he's breaking in, but she has this idea that, that she's going to take this basically and do you know everything Zoom, you know, like like what we like I, w- I would be telling you good like your, your your severance package that be given to you over, right. over, over this, and he was saying no oh, you know blah blah blah. But so he's telling her about this whole point thing, and his his he wanted to get ten million, so he can get some kind of card, and you get your name put on the side. And she goes, "So what do you do? You cash those in?" He goes, "He goes, no. He collects like that's the that's the game. That's the chase. The, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's 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 no, you know, you just it's the points. And it was so funny because I remember when, I went through a period when I was traveling so much. It was like, I would always, because I had the diner's club, the diner's club, uh, if you had a diner's club, it gave you the uh, lost damage waiver automatically if you used the diner's club to rent the car. Oh. So, you? I mean, back, you know, $24.99. So, but because it's my card... I'm still charging everybody five bucks a day for lost damage, because if we don't have my card, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I would use all my, all my shit because that would go to Hilton, which would go to this, which, you know, everything would, would, you know, and I, I'd look at the end of the month at, at my statements. And it'd be, I'd be like, I'd be halfway through the year. I'd be platinum and Hyatt Hilton, Marriott, like you know, I I clean up, and then people would be like, "What are you gonna do with those?" I'm mm. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> They're not going nowhere. Like, what, what am I gonna do? Go on the road, right? I said, told so my wife after this hurricane, I said, "Hey, what do you, mean? you think? What do you think about you know maybe just a weekend and you know, get an Airbnb in Kiev? You know, what, 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 what else? Yeah. What, what else could? What else could go wrong?" well you know you know what uh
1: is not going wrong now is a very sizable part of my caloric intake on a daily basis because of my friends at athletic greens ah my ag1 i'm doing it every day every morning i when i travel i have the packs i have the travel packs of uh, of the AG1 product and and I've been I guess it's been about a month now. I've been on it religiously. Every I take it every morning. Thank God it tastes good. I've tried a lot of stuff before, a lot of supplements before and I mean I, th- th- there's a taste of something healthy. I just I just came to understand if it's healthy it's going to taste like like uh, uh soot or dog food or ass or something but yeah Thank nope. God this has this a very mild taste first of all. The taste is mild and it is a kind of, almost like a fruity aftertaste. And uh for those of you that want a little fruity in your mouth in the morning, uh do this. It is there you go. There's a there's a visual and it is one scoop once a day every day. That's it. I nail it while the teapot is uh is uh Getting ready to uh, boil, and it takes two seconds, and it's fantastic. Um, I do bring it when I travel. You're going to get some travel packs with this package. Um, It's optimal nutrition. You take one scoop of AG1. You're getting 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and you start your day right with it. The blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, aging. I started it because of the my diverticulitis issue. I ended up in the hospital, and this um, this came my way. And here they are, a sponsor on our show, and it's so great. Um, sustainable routines are the key, guys. So AG1 is my daily microhabit in the morning. One scoop, one minute, once a day. I want you to make it yours, too. Um, We're going to make it easy, okay? We're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with the first purchase. All you've got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash click. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash click. Take ownership over your health, okay? Pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Kevin, you take it as well? I know you do. Uh,
4: You know, this is one thing a lot of people don't um – don't know about nutrition is uh, an abundance of vitamin D will help regulate your glucose. So if you're pre-diabetic, that vitamin D, the reason that's why they're giving you that extra vitamin D that helps regulate your glucose when you get your, your probi when you when your gut, when, number one, when you're, if your gut's not healthy, that means you're not getting rid of the poison in your system. And if you're not getting rid of the poison in your system, I mean, your your, your everything goes. Through. Your 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 aging system, it, it, it just
1: it all falls apart. It does. I I'm I'm, I'm I'm riddled with poisons. I'm trying to get the poison out, and uh, Athletic Greens is helping me do that. Thank you, Athletic Greens. Everyone, go Thank grab you. that. Uh, go grab that offer.
4: We've got some great. We we really, we really do have some great sponsors. We do
1: very diverse, different cross sections of of the world. But, but, We're going to introduce just, a new one a little. I later. love,
4: I love when it's um, because there's there's nothing that's came to the house yet that I'm like, oh, I'm not, I, I I'm not going to use this. It's the, it's always kind of like a jump ball. Like, oh, <laughs> jump ball. Yeah, it is. It's like a jump ball. Who's going to get? Like, no, you're not getting that. that that's mine. Yeah.
1: Did you move the uh? Did you move the chili sleep system into Tristan's bed? No, I haven't. Done, I haven't no. done
4: that yet. I haven't done that yet because it's um. We we we've got some 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 work to do. His his floors need to be redone, and some. I mean that I, I, I I'm I'm staying in his room right now. Um. Number one, it's at the top of the steps, so anybody. Like right now I I I'm, I'm I'm not saying that I'm angry. I'm not taking it out on anybody. But there's a little bit of me that wish somebody to fucking pry that front door open and like work their way up the stairs so I So they see. could
1: encounter you? I just
4: I mean just not me as much as a, you know, just a extended flip of 9 millimeter <laughs> <laughs> pair of Parabellums. We don't condone this. <laughs> no, I'm
1: kidding. I, that's it's that's, that's so violent. Um. Listen the the McMahon investigation's over. You aware of this?
4: Uh, well, I think it was over when, when when we brought it up the at the beginning. I, I d- hate to say I told everybody how. Okay, so this is the deal. Here we go. Nobody. No, this is not headline news. Nobody. It's not. No, it's it's nobody's. I don't I don't hear any of the guys that went on their podcasts. And buried Vince and got their digs in, saying, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Vince. I was wrong. you didn't do anything you, 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 you you're not harvey Weinstein
1: well of the disbursement of the twenty million dollars that are referenced in the investigation, the fifteen million to the women weren't as interesting to me as the five million that went to trump or trump trump uh related uh, foundations, I should yeah. say, didn't go to him personally.
4: I mean, but I mean, Linda is is you know was was part of the cabinet. I mean, that's
1: she was the small business administration yes. chief? yes, whatnot.
4: And you know what? My my whole thing is this: it's his money. That was my whole thing with the with with the with the women. As soon as the WWE found out that it was his cash, it was like oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh uh, oh. Uh, uh. And um, it's now it's it's the five million dollars to the Trump foundations still his cash. Mm -hmm. So it's just like.
1: Well, I think it was more the uh, I of course they had to investigate. It's a public company. So you you have to investigate any potential financial uh, wrongdoings. But um, I think it was the the ethical question. Uh, was more of the of the issue for many. I don't know that the Trump donation does anything to fortify the ethical um, uh, positioning of Mister McMahon, but it should be said that he is now free. I think the quote was that he can effectively exercise control of the affairs of WWE again. I don't know if he will, but um, the uh, the landing strip is cleared for that to happen. But the most interesting thing in several of the articles I read is that WWE is apparently being positioned, I guess, by Wall Street pundits. I don't know if they're shopping the company, but as a potential acquisition target. And this is probably just based on on the spreadsheets. But I started to go... Wrestling is one of those really specialized things. I know they they have their hands in other forms of media as well, but wrestling the wrestling product is the bread and butter for WWE, right? Does this ever work when an outside entity invests or or straight out buys a company that I mean, we can we can talk about Time Warner? You were there firsthand for some of WCW. Um, now TNA was Panda Energy, right? So I guess that. Kind of, can we say that was a success? Was TNA a success, a successful venture?
4: I'm sure that what I heard a long time ago was was Bob Carter, Dixie's father, was mm-hmm. was going to buy a new Gulfstream, and he he told he told me, he said, "Well, I'll just buy a wrestling company." So that's what he did.
1: But can we say that
4: it worked out? I mean, I. I look at it this way: Impact Wrestling is still is is TNA. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's still on. You know, it's it's it lasted longer than uh, than WCW uh, under under Time Warner. Yes, right. No, I mean TBS. It was WCW was around for ten years.
1: Well, right. Well, the the name changed to to World Championship Wrestling, but it, it was still. It was the.
4: Uh, it was the NWA.
1: It was the Carolina. Yeah, that Atlanta was that
4: was Crockett's product, right? That was, yeah, that was that was mm-hmm. the, that was Crockett's product. That wasn't uh, that wasn't Ted's. Who could buy? Who could buy WWE and run it effectively?
1: Would it's, it have to be an entertainment company? It would have to be a media company.
4: Yes. Yeah, it would have to be. I mean, you know, when you look at it. I mean, I just watched a fascinating thing on CNN about Murdoch and when how Murdoch, it, it was like watching succession in real, in real time. And, um, it, it got down to it where Murdoch was, uh, positioned, he, t- he talked to Eisner and he sold basically, you know, Fox studios, Fox network, like he sold everything to, uh, was so it they, Iger? It might have been
1: Iger at the time. It was Iger. Eisner was gone. I think it was Iger.
4: Yeah, I think it was Iger. But I, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but uh, t- too close to names. So <laughs> some Eisner, white, Iger. some white guy, some white dude, some white dude. Uh, so, um, but anyway, it kind of left the 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 uh, this, the one son was just like the 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 Fox News and then the the, the Fox Sports. And that was kind of it. Like, there was, like, really nothing left of, you know, so.
1: Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year awarding more than four point eight billion dollars in total. Visit JustCapital.com dot com to learn how a just business is a better business.
2: Furnished by Just Capital.
4: I I know there's value. I mean, because wrestling has always been around, and I know that they've you know from from a streaming standpoint. I mean, that's the number one thing is people want you know to have that that uh, that library and Vince's are. WWE now has basically purchased every every library there is. I th- I think except TNA's. I think they own everybody's and kayfabe commentary. Yes. On that, though. But um,
1: yeah. So I guess in the right hands, it, it could do something. But you'd have to. But see, but see, with Time Warner, you were there. So yeah. Had they left the creative alone, the the bean counters could have come in and budgeted you differently. They could have routed your travel, changed the travel budget. But anything related to the writing room, had they left that alone, you probably could have
4: made it, right? I think that, the, yeah, that was the first one. And then when AOL came in, I mean, you were talking about, you know, it was, it was kind of, you know.
1: Standards and practices, uh, meetings uh, and whatnot. It, uh, and, just, it was,
4: and it was a nerd fest. You know, so
1: was there anybody who would come to you guys from AOL Time Warner who knew wrestling? Like, were there any of the guys or gals that came into the writing means or whatever that had valuable input? No, none, 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 right? None, no. See, this is the problem. So,
4: well, that's and that's the thing, too, is, is it's not like you're buying, uh, Whatever the hell the the Washington Guardians or whatever the hell the name what's the name of the football team? Commanders? Commanders, yeah. Yeah. So when 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 now they've got all that, you know, crap going on with the commissioner hiding this and, you know, Snyder doing this. And, mm-hmm. But you know, it's but you sell that, that has that has just because it it's part of the National Football League and also, it's got the television package. Like, there's, there's nothing. There, I, I, I was watching Bob Costas uh, on HBO last night. He was talking to the Commissioner of Baseball, and they were saying how the numbers are just nowhere near. Like back in the day, like say when Reggie Jackson, you know, was was hitting home runs for the Yankees, mm-hmm. the the numbers were like mash. You know they were they were they were doing twenty ones during the World Series, mm-hmm. and you know it's like it, it's it, it's it's nothing like that now. You know it's 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 a pittance, and the only the only uh, actual programming that has sustained that kind of marketability is the NFL. Mm-hmm. Yet, on the night when. Uh, the Astros and, and the Phillies were playing at the same time on Thursday night. The Eagles and the Texans were playing. That's right. And the baseball games in both those markets outdrew the football. So, hmm. which was—I mean, everybody knows how it is when you, when 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 numbers are you're trying to equate it to to worth or, or value of a product, and those are the kind of numbers that you say to yourself, but. Yeah. Well it
1: was the World Series though, so Yeah. I don't think yeah. your average baseball game, you know, Thursday night baseball, if such a thing existed, would no. have out-drawn. No, but even but- everything has taken a hit though, Kev. We looked at those those remember those ratings we compared. Oh yeah. It's just the, this fucking thing right here, the, the, the competition for everyone's attention is massive. And to cut through it, you gotta be a you gotta be a big dog.
4: Yeah, and, and there's so many there there's there's like I'll watch the Grammys or I'll watch, you know, I'll watch different different things. And um like there's so many great television shows that I just haven't watched. You right. know? Like it just doesn't it's not something that's on my radar and then
0: ugh,
4: the uh it was like that one show that they had on um Oh, it was Netflix. It was that. It was that Gambit show, Queen's Gambit. Yeah, yeah, Queen's Gambit with a with a girl that was a chess player. Right. Now, I personally pr- probably would not have watched that, but my wife was very interested in watching it. It was good, and it was oh, it was excellent. Yeah. I mean, we we binged it in like two and a half you know two and a half nights. And, uh, but it's funny how. And we we had a conversation. I think we all talked afterwards. We talked about Newsroom. We didn't talk on the, on air about Newsroom, no. did we? No, I don't think so. I think okay, so so um, yeah, so so Dom, so Dom started watching Newsroom, and it it it's it's crazy because as it goes along, even though it's eleven years ago, it really holds it holds ground. And so I said to my wife, I said, "Hey, I said, let's 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 see how West Wing holds up." And we put the first episode on, and people are are like getting paged on pagers, <laughs> and it's it's like all of a sudden it's just like, no man, and it's it's Sorkin, but it's it's like, it's it's weird. It's like. In the first episode uh, in newsroom when when the the new crew comes in to work with McAvey, uh the young uh assistant gets tangled up in the in his bags and, and takes it takes a fall and I remember when I, when I watched it again, I'm just like why like why Th- that wouldn't happen but then I watched the first thing of the West Wing and she's on the treadmill and she's talking on the phone and she Loses her balance and she, you know, does a face bump on the uh on the treadmill and goes out. And I'm just like, oh, so that's just that's just horseshit. Like that's just something they have to put in. But it's just, I just, I think I looked over my wife. We're 23 minutes in. I said, I said, what do you think? And she goes, Nah, I ain't feeling it. I said, No, nah, I mean, which one? West Wing or, or yeah, News West Wing? West wing. Oh, okay. No, Ru- newsroom, newsroom. I, I blast. I couldn't get enough of that. West Wing. um
1: that's been a minute, but uh, I th- I think it was it was heralded first of all for the performances. It was it was a very good cast, but also the Sorkin writing um, is what I think what put that on the map. I'm trying to I'm going through the chronology. Was that his first like breakout?
4: I I want to think it was Joe.
1: I mean, he's done so much after that, but. Uh, I think that was yeah I think that was what kind of put him on the map and it was God. that kind of rapid fire uh no wasted dialogue you know every every word crafted to the it was funny I've just finished Matthew Perry's uh book about um about <laughs> mostly <laughs> about addiction but about his time on friends and uh he did a Sorkin series I can't remember which one it was but
4: that that was at Studio
1: Yes, it was Studio 60, right? Yeah, Studio 60. And he talked about the difficulty in in working with a Sorkin script because you can't even put a pause in your dialogue if it's not written. Like there was no freedom. And he was used to, he's coming from a set where, you know, the, the, the. Yeah, they do it. Yeah,
4: they do a table read it Thursday and shoot Friday. Yeah. (laughs) And the... And th- and they have input, like in the middle of a of
1: a, oh, yeah. of a scene. If like oh, something's not working, you know, the actors can just kind of share their uh, their take. And it was not the case with uh, with Sorkin. But uh, well, you know what happened this week. You no, know, I actually heard it. And
4: I I I have no uh, nothing to base this on, but I heard that Sorkin's a, a very selfish lover. Blue Chew.
1: <laughs> you know what happened this week? I don't know if you believe in karma. I, I, have, I have historically amazing dental DNA. Okay, I've had one cavity in my life. I turned 50 this year. I've had one cavity. I have one filling, which I was shocked to hear that I had the cavity. I was in disbelief. I was, I don't know, it was probably in my 30s or something when I, when I got, let's say, 35, just for argument's sake. Now, my, my dentist's office was right near a famous hot dog place called Callahan's huge hot dogs, deep fried, soaked in beer and deep fried. Amazing. So I would always hit Callahan's when I left Frank the dentist's office. I sit down in his chair, all planning. I'm ready for lunch. I'm ready to get the hell out of there. He goes, oh, my God, you got a cavity. So said, what are you talking about? I said, so so what do you do? He said, it's a filling. It's no big deal. Just, I said, hold on a minute. I said, how long before the filling is set and I can chew? He said, I don't know. He said, half, half hour? I was like, okay. I said, now what about the shot? I can't eat with with the novocaine. I'm numb. I could chew through my lip. He said, no, that's you know, three hours. You got to leave that. And I'm thinking Callahan's hot dogs. I said, this is unacceptable. I said we're doing this with no novocaine. He's, he's like, are you kidding me? I didn't tell him why because I'm a gavon and that that's it would be embarrassing because about food I have to stuff my face. I said, no, let's do this. No novocaine, straight up. So I did it marathon man style, Dustin Hoffman style. Had my f- only filling in my life without novocaine. At any
4: time was it safe?
1: It was safe. I had to say it was safe, and it was safe, and I enjoyed uh, two hot dogs thereafter. So that's my my dental history. So I tell a story last week on this Godforsaken podcast that we host about Larry Zabisco getting an advance on his money because he was going cause his teeth were cracking and he was gonna appear on he had the the risk of right. appearing on air for me. What happens this week? I'm chewing. I crack. I got a crack in my tooth. I crack my tooth. I fully blame Larry Zabisco's energy on my cracked tooth that I now have to go have addressed. There he is. Look, perfect teeth in that shot because I sent a check two weeks before that. But, um, yeah, so that's it. So I sit here with a so cracked tooth due oh, to you, you no haven't got doubt you, my you, telling you, you,
4: you, I I always have, like if I have like like two homes – like when I had like when I was down here and I was in Phoenix, I had doctors in both, dentists in both. Oh yes, I there's a dentist here,
1: but but of course this happens on Friday night. Oh, and I'm leaving Sunday, so I'm not going to have this addressed until this week in New Jersey. But uh, I just wanted to get that out there. Um, you got to work.
4: You got to work Monday. I'm working it out. Um,
1: <laughs> I'm working it. out. I think I'll be in richmond uh on monday morning um you know i i gotta tease something here for a second uh no details but uh, uh very soon we're gonna have an announcement about some premium broadcasting that uh our click this nation can join us for and talk to us live well talk to kevin when the hell wants to talk to me you can talk to kevin live and uh, we'll do some some watch along action. I think
4: I think I think they want to talk to both of us. We'll see. I mean, even though they who dream- wanted to talk
1: to Garfunkel,
4: or I heard I heard it. whoever I heard and I heard thirty seven percent of Central Park. Okay, I'll take it. Um,
1: so very soon I'll have uh. We'll be allowed to announce firm details on this, and you guys got to promise to come along. We want to talk to you, person. We want to answer your questions. We want to connect with you. That's what this is all about. We promised you that this would happen, and now that we've established a foothold in the world, this will this will happen. Uh, it is time for the stiff one of the week, Kevin. Um, and uh, an old friend of yours, Sheiky Baby.
0: Oh,
4: your fucking piece of shit, Kevin Nash. Have your fucking jabroni come up during my roast? How do you, fuck you, Kevin Nash. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Ah, uh, Shiki, that was Scott Hall. Oh, sorry, Baba. it was <laughs> sorry, Baba. We got Kevin Nash, very good friend of mine. Fuck you, Scott Hall.
1: <laughs> this is uh Shiki on the on riding with the fabulous Mula. Uh, a story oh. with Greg the Hammer, uh, Shiki, Moolah, and Wendy Richter all in the car together um, for a whole lot of fun. I think three of the four were having a lot of fun, and uh, maybe Moolah not so much. Let's hear Shiki.
3: So anyway, I get, mu- I get hit with the Moolah, fabulous Moolah, mm-hmm. because the Hammer was driving, and I was a passenger, and Hammer uh, started to do the medicine mm-hmm. and he passed the medicine to me and I passed the medicine to win the victor. So we all three we did the medicine. And after that, and Mullah said, Sheikh, I don't like that shit in the car. I said, What do you mean shit? This is my medicine. All country we don't have a doctor uh, and Mother Nature Herb and it's my medicine. Right. Greg like it. I like it. Wendy lock like it. You don't like it? Okay, Greg. I the car. Greg the Hammer stop the car. I said, okay, mullah, you don't like the, my, my medicine? Get the fuck out of your car, car, you dumb old douchebag. And then I get hit since that. You know what I mean? So you do, did you strand the fabulous mula Yeah. Where did t- you leave her? So I tell him, yeah, I tell him, you don't like my medicine? You don't like the Greg the Hammer medicine? the Victor? Because she already get hit. Last night, beat up beat up the window right. Anyway, window come into my room, and she cry. So God wants to I get even with her. So I said, okay, Greg, uh, Mula doesn't like our medicine. Uh, stop the car. So uh, Greg uh, stopped the car. I said, okay, you don't like the Because we give the Mula a uh, favor. Right. To to do the doesn't miss the show to be go Providence. Right. And uh, now, uh, that's how our rent car is. Gurek, the hammer pay, and I pay and we just take her ferry, because she doesn't miss the show, right? Mm-hmm. But she don't tell the two legends, Greg the Hammer and Orange Sheik. I cannot do my medicine in my own car. So I tell her, okay, you don't like my medicine, Greg, please, I stop the car, side my children. So Greg, I stop the car, I say, okay, you old douchebag. Mrs. Mula, whatever your fucking name is, get the fuck out of the car. And she get out of her car, and then she hitchhiked to make the uh, Providence. So, and after that, she don't like me. And uh, she tell Mr. McMahon too. But I don't care. Mula is no good son of a bitch. If she wants to be bad, she's no good because she beat up the uh, Moolah. Is 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 there there anyone
1: greater to hang with than the Sheik? Is there anyone greater to hang with than Sheiky?
4: no. No, don't tell them
1: to put the mother son away.
4: All right, Florida man or Jersey you, guy? You you want a, you want a, a, a great? Oh, Irish, always. This is unbelievable. Go ahead. So we're in uh, Embassy Suites. I want to think it's Dutch. Myself, Sid, she. Maybe Tom Zink, and there's somebody else in there, and some girls are, are 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 come up from the from the bar. And so, she tells the the, the girl that he, there's a wooden table like in the because like, it's an empty suite, so you've got like the living room area. Mm. So he tells he he cleans the table up. He goes, Ab, you can need to get on the table maybe do the arch. For the iron chic, she goes. I'm not. I'm not doing anything. Oh, come on. You just maybe maybe just like you know, prop up like the, maybe to the arch. You know, you put your put your ass up a little bit for chic. No, I'm not doing that. Walks over. Fucking open hand slaps her. Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh my fucking god. The gr- other girls, like fucking like what the fuck. You don't fucking tell me you're not going to. Die. I ask you fucking like a gentleman twice.
5: Like a gentleman.
4: The girl says, I'm calling the police unless you get Brian Pillman up here right now. So we're like, fuck, man, find Pillman. So three guys go out. Zinc comes back with Pillman. And she just, all this girl wants to do is meet Brian Pillman. So... As she's like being consoled by Pillman and, and, and the heat's being dissipated, I hear in the background Now oh, goddamn, that is a Brian Pillman. Now maybe you do the arch we're like, no man, we're not getting a arch out of this, man. We're just trying not to be in in a room doing depositions in a month from now. <laughs> like, Harvey uh, Weinstein
1: Harvey Weinstein's downfall was not having Brian Pillman downstairs oh, clear.
4: Absolutely. Thank you, Brian.
1: Sheik had a piss in a car. I was in a car with Sheik. He had to piss. We were we were going to do a uh, doing promotion for the roast. I think we were doing um uh what the hell was that sports guy? Uh, Pharrell. Pharrell, uh, you know the sports uh, DJ on, on Sirius. So we're stuck in the Holland Tunnel and the guy that talks like that. Yeah, he's got that raspy voice yeah. like that. So we're 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 on the Helix into the the Lincoln Tunnel to head to uh into Manhattan. On a Friday night at nine o'clock, so you can imagine i mean
4: so, so it's Ste- stephen King's stand at this it, point
1: yes, it is it's the stand you could play checkers on uh, with other cars uh, on the roofs of the cars, so we're heading down where we're locked cars he's he's drinking his gimmick and uh so now he's got a piss so he's he begins praying to jesus I mean, he's Muslim but he's praying to Jesus for some reason he's in the front seat in front of me. going oh Jesus." Eric, Bob, I have to have to be bad. Eric, Eric Sims. He said, "Shit, there's nothing I could do. We're stuck in the car." So he's and it. And now I'm getting uncomfortable because I know he's going to end up spraying. So we're getting down, and we're listening to Pharrell on the radio, going, I'll "Be here any minute, trust me." <laughs> so we get we're at now. This is, I think, a few months. Well, a, a couple of years, maybe after nine eleven. Okay, so this is this is fresh in everyone's mind. So there are in front of the Holland Tunnel, the the, the Lincoln Tunnel, there are M sixteen holding. Uh, I don't know if they were local police or national guard. There was somebody, okay. So they're they're at the tunnel. So now that we're almost at the toll booth, where where the guys are with the guns, and we're almost there, and he can't take it anymore. He said, "Hey, open the door! I gotta get out of the pit." Can you imagine a guy in a tur in a in, a, in a, a turban jumping out, running up to the with his cock running up to out running up to somebody with a machine gun? So Eric screams at him. He says. You cannot get out of the car and piss. To which Sheik says, Ox Baker did it. So that became my default reason. (laughs) When anybody told me we could not do something in the business, Ox Baker did it. (laughs) Worked for him. All right. Uh, uh, Florida man or Jersey guy. Um, Anyone who was playing along at home, two stories, real headlines. One, you have to attribute it. One to a, uh, a Jersey individual, one to uh, someone in Florida. Here they are. Um, man brings 32 bags of weed into the courtroom. And, uh, man calls 911 about a McDonald's order and says he has cocaine in his butt. Man brings 32 bags of weed into the courtroom for his case and, uh, Man calls nine one one about a McDonald's order and tells them he has cocaine in his butt.
5: Cool. I'm just going to go on
4: the fact that um, I'm going to say cocaine up the up 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 the anus uh, is the uh, the Florida man and the bringing in the pot. To prove the, 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 the to prove a point in his own court case is, is very Jersey. You're absolutely correct once again. <laughs>
5: oh, uh. Let's go
4: here to uh,
1: let's go to the courtroom in. Uh, I don't know what time to I'm feeling. This might even be the Jersey City courtroom here. Let's see. Yeah, uh, December 14th was a very bad day for a 29-year-old Jersey City resident, Marquise Diggs. That morning, he woke up, grabbed his coat, headed off to family court, where his mother was waiting to file a restraining order uh, against him. Um, Upon his arrival, Diggs was promptly arrested on several outstanding wards. The Jersey Journal reports that subsequent search revealed 32 bags of suspected marijuana and $176 in his coat pocket. The money, not as much a problem as the weed. And then in the McDonald's one... Oh yeah, let's get a shot of him. Oh no, not showing up. All right, well, let's see. We get a we get a, a still, a still of the individual's face. It's charming, but uh, this is Collier County, Florida. I'm not sure where that is. Um, and the cocaine. A man hinted as he was being loaded into the back of a uh, Collier County. There he is, innocent. I have cocaine in my butt, 56-year-old Mustafa Owardi answered. Owardi had called 911 three times early Wednesday morning from the McDonald's on Tamami Tamami Trail East. Uh, He said they'd gotten his burger order wrong twice. Why this necessitated a phone call to the police, I'm not sure. However, when deputies arrived, uh, he began yelling and I guess told them he had cocaine in his ass.
4: Probably, it looks like he's got at least a bowling ball up there.
1: Yeah, the expression alone would would yeah. def it, It's constipation. If it wasn't the Coke, it would probably be constipation.
4: I see him like when he when he actually made the uh, the, audi- the audio the uh, audio of this was a lot like in in uh, Training Day when the guy says, "You ever have your push, pushed it. I can see that guy kind of having that. You ever have cocaine up your ass?
1: Uh, I've had my shit pushed in. He's got a very even tan, though. I'll tell you that the, uh, you know, the, the, a healthy Florida tan.
4: I think it's probably a, it's probably just a, a cheap bag he's got jammed up there. He's probably a, a, getting some uh, leakage. I was going to say, he might have ruptured. He's, yeah, he's, he's just... He's totally just, wired. Yeah, he's just out of his mind.
1: Well, those of you listening on your, uh, your Apple podcast or Spotify or Stitcher or iHeart, this is a reason to go over to YouTube, click subscribe to get Tristan as black. <laughs> yep. And uh, and see some of the visuals that we talk about every every week here. And uh, I'd like to welcome a new sponsor right now. This is uh this is Lucy. Who's Lucy? No reference to the uh, to the Iron Sheik Hotel room escapades. This Lucy that will come into your life is very different. Listen, we know not everybody uses nicotine, but if you do, you're going to want to listen up. All right, get ready. This is an ad for Lucy Breakers. If you're one of the millions of adults who use nicotine, you know <laughs> that not all products are the same, and there's uh, one new product that stands out above the rest. Lucy Breakers are the only nicotine pouch that gives you a blast of flavor from the first moment to the last. Each pouch contains a capsule that you break open and release a rush of flavor that does not fade away like those other pouches, you know, the ones that rhyme with thin. They come with so many flavors, mint, berry citrus, mango, even espresso. Um, And you don't have to go to the gas station or corner store to get them. Order online. They'll be shipped straight to your daughter. Door, not your daughter, your door. Every order gets free shipping. Plus, if you subscribe, you'll save 15% and never run out. So, whether you use nicotine while working, creating, or playing, Lucy Breakers are an intelligent choice. And we've got a special deal for our listeners $10 off your first order when you use the promo code NASH, N A S H, at checkout. And shipping is always free anyway. So, you're going to go to lucy.co, L-U-C-Y dot C-O, promo code NASH, to receive the $10 off and get free shipping. Visit lucy.co for more details. And we thank Lucy for sponsoring the podcast. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age, and every order is age verified. The product contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. Thank you, Lucy, for being here. Guys, are you wasting money on subscriptions? You are. You know you are. Because 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you it's an unused Amazon Prime account. Or maybe everyone in your house has opened an Amazon Prime account unbeknownst to you. Uh, A Hulu account that never gets uh, streamed. There's this great app I use that helps me track all of my expenses. Uh, And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions that I don't even use. You might have heard of it. It's called Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. The app shows you all of your subscriptions in one place and then cancels whatever you don't still want. They do it for you. You click the button and you purge that list. The app, uh, the Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't know you were paying for. You may even find out you've been double charged for a subscription. It's a mistake. It can happen. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is press the cancel button, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Man, if this is not a 2.0 solution or a tool, a great weapon to have for your finances now that everything is accessible um, digitally, this helps you manage that life. And everything's subscription-based now, for God's sakes. That's the way... Uh, businesses are sending everything subscription based, so no matter what it is, if it is a recurring charge, it will show up here on Rocket Money, and you can get rid of it very easily. So I want you to get rid of your useless subscriptions with Rocket Money. Now you're going to go to RocketMoney.com/slash Nash. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's RocketMoney.com/slash Nash. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right, right now at rocketmoney.com slash Nash. And we thank you, Rocket Money. You know, one of my favorite things that you've referenced uh, in my presence was walking into a professional wrestling locker room as a green athlete, basketball athlete, um, but walking into a wrestling locker room for the first time, and you describe. Harley Race lacing the boots with the the 11 soft ash hanging out. And it it gets me thinking about how different the business is now and how wonderfully, wonderfully carny it was Uh, years ago.
4: I mean, I would just love to take buddy landell and put him in a wwe locker room and and them and this is buddy in his prime and then and and then him going over like seth rollins that night nobody say a word just buddy and because buddy could work his ass off you know but it would just be like There, there were so many guys in the locker room. Well, number one, like you walk in the locker room, yeah, Harley was smoking, but he was one of 11. Yeah, exactly. You know, you want, like, I've never walked into a, 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 a locker room in, in my life and like cigarette smoke was prevalent. Yeah. And, and you had, uh, uh,
1: they're playing cards, right? Oh. It, it, it nobody's standing around a monitor. No, no, no one's going over spots no. endlessly, standing there going when over. I, spots. I
4: mean, when I when I broke in, it was you'd walk in and you'd be with the heels. So That's the, true, the, the, right. baby, yeah, exactly. the baby faces weren't like you, you were not putting shit together, right? So when you're green, it's just like you just. just all I was told was just. When 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 somebody that's got more seniority than you walks in the room, give me your give me your chair. Right, because I gave mine a, I gave my chair to Harley, and he just said, "Who broke you in?" I said Jody Hamilton. I said it was good to see you got broke in. Right. Oh, did he? Yeah. Was so that t- the first guy
1: you talked to when you came in the room?
4: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then I, then I watched him go through that that whole lace in the boots and with you know. And I told that motherfucker. I'm just like, wow. He was what? What? What a what a what a what a great guy he was. Did they drink um, before
1: the matches, or was that exclusively the post match ritual?
4: Yeah, I, I I don't. I never saw anybody drink until the NWO started. That was like the first time I saw guys like when we actually like. Would sit around and drink beers at the show. yeah. yeah. Before and and then it was it was, it was funny because Kurt Angle uh, and I would always like to have a couple of beers, mm-hmm. like even at TNA, like we would have a beer or two, you know. Just it was just like part of the ritual before, because like, nothing's better than the beer when you get out of the ring. That first one out of the ring, it's just like Kurt Henning used to do it the best. Kurt Kurt would would wipe the, you know, he'd have a singlet down, he'd wipe the top of the beer can off. He'd pop it, take that big gulp and go, coldest fucking beer I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. Best beer I've had in my life. And you just, you know, be like, well, good for you I how still, still got to work how, Yeah
1: <laughs> How the hell did smokers go out there And do 35, 40, 45 minutes
4: I remember when Rude came from from New York Came from WWE He was a smoker And uh, uh, Deuce, Deuce was walking him to the ring Medusa was mm-hmm. And uh, so he's sitting there And he's got the long red robe on the, he had that kind of poodle mullet because he mm-hmm. had that curly hair. And you know, he's 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 out there wa- he's walking back and forth, you know, taking drag, taking drag, taking drag, and it was time to go and he he turned he turned turn that thing sideways. Have about have that last blow it out and then suck it back in. And as fucking when the when he she popped the curtain open, he'd come out and drag and shoot that smoke out of his nose into the spotlight, and I just said like, like you know, like they just that's he was the the ongoing joke was always like, like you know, we'd be someplace and somebody say, "I'm fucking getting hot, man. I'm I'm about to go off. I'm about I'm about to get like rude." <laughs> I just was an ongoing joke. Like you know, it was always like. Uh, Dude, you have no idea how tough I am. I'm, like, rude.
1: <laughs> but that was the standard by which uh, yeah. the, the tough guys would get those. That that Minnesota yeah. crew was, was.
4: They were all tough.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, that's was a pretty. Uh...
4: Even, like, a guy like Barry Dorso, which is just you know, sweetheart of a guy. What a
1: nice guy.
4: Hook your eye in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, I mean, how is demolition not in the Hall of Fame? Oh, it'll happen eventually. What?
1: Everyone's going in eventually, right? What do they do? Ten a year. Uh. Um, and, and and let's just say Bill Eady has pulled the sled in a lot of different forms for a lot of different companies. Face paint, masks—he's really done it all. Um, so, but just to kind of get back to this this era of guys you So you, so the veterans, right? The, the veterans were always the guys that kind of set the tone for the locker room. So a guy like Harley, if Harley's on the card. You're taking your your cues from Harley that night, and um, Stan who Hansen's gets to ride? Stan Hansen, sure. Who gets to ride with a a Harley race? Does does a uh, does a green guy ever get thrown in the car? Oh,
4: I, he was my manager for a while.
1: Right, but well, because you were working though, but
4: uh. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of times um they would like they would like Jake was Jake was real good with like young guys. Like Jake could see somebody and Jake could him. You drive, I'll smarten you up. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like Jake was one of those guys. Um Rude Rude was that for me. Rude Rude like saw something in me besides the fact that I could roll a hell of a joint. Mm-hmm. Um, always helpful. Yeah, but um, you know, Kurt, Kurt always liked this, and then like Scott was huge. Scott always wanted a, like some young boy, you know, th- that he could smarten up. You know, just, uh, just the way I, that. I, but I think that's it. That whole a, a, AWA kind of mentality was they just everybody kind of like, I don't know, they they kind of all. Like Brad Reagan's was kind of like the the godfather that kind of taught everybody and everybody worked off Rick, you know, off Reagan style. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Kurt kind of started his own style. And then everybody kind of worked the combination of those two styles. And then, you know, then Scott and Sean went to WWE. Then they started their own style and the click all kind of worked that style.
1: But when you, uh, when, like NWO time, click time. The business had kind of already changed to like a superhero esque uh, physicality. I mean, these guys looked like you yeah. look like Harley Race. I don't know how how valued that body type would have been. Yeah. once guys started looking like but then, but then, Tom I mean, Zank you st- and
4: still had to- you still had guys like the Nasty Boys, you know. That still, is true. You still had, like, Public Enemy. They weren't body guys. I mean, there was a lot of guys that just, you know, that weren't body guys still. Um, but that was not top of the card. hmm You know, top of the, the, the closer you look to Black Adam, the the closer you were going to. to, yeah. to, to get. That's what I, I, I love the fact that, you know, Dwayne, at what is he forty eight, forty nine years old? Yeah, um, basically is in a in a in a suit that is like a comp- it's like a compression uh, Under Armour that actually makes him smaller. You know, everybody else is padded up. You know, like Ben Affleck. You know, he got he looks like Super Shredder, and you know the the rocks just just you know got uh tanya hardy just fucking uh and seaweed exactly
1: um i did a i did a show with uh with bruno and harley one of those crazy uh ideas i was like well why don't we have these two representatives of historic companies nwa and wwwf and i did a presidential style debate it's called the Great Debate 08. It was an election year, so I thought we would get these two in a room between the red podium and blue podium, and uh, and I moderate a presidential style debate with the two of them. I thought it was fabulous. I ran into Harley, Harley years later. I said, "Hey, you remember the Great Debate?" And he said, "Interesting." And uh, so, so the the best stuff that happened was off camera. So Harley comes with his lovely wife BJ, who. I uh, was kind of handling his affairs at the time, and he uh, and he sits down, and he's smoking. We're waiting for Bruno to come down. Or oh, we were in a break. We were in a break, and his um, Harley needed to eat. His chicken nuggets were delivered, and he's there eating greasy chicken nuggets and fries. I think the cigarette was on the corner of his mouth oh, yeah. while he was choking. Now, Bruno's sitting on the set, nowhere near the cigarettes or or uh, Harley, and he looks over. He goes, Harley, you're still smoking. Harley goes, yeah. And uh, <laughs> they began to have a duel of sorts. Yeah, there it is. They began to have a duel of sorts as they talked about their lifestyles. Bruno's like, oh, God. He's like, I'm I'm to sleep. We were shooting late. And he's like, yeah, I'm usually in bed by this time. It's 9 o'clock. And Harley's like, I don't get to bed till after 1230. I watch all the late night shows. And he's like, well, I'm up at six, Harley, so I got to get
3: to bed at nine. He's like, I don't worry about what time I get
1: up these days. And I just sat back and enjoyed the two of them off camera while the chicken nuggets were being shoveled into his mouth. And the, the room was filling with nicotine. Watching the two of them talk about their lives. I was just fascinated. I should have turned the cameras around and shot that. It was better than the debate. But um, I am fascinated by this time in the business when... It was like if it was not for wrestling and the money they made here, these guys probably would have floated off the planet. If if not joined the circus. They were tethered to the earth by the fact that they had a place to go and make some money in wrestling. These personalities And, the, and
4: there were there were there were territories that guys would get paid in an eight ball coke for the night. Like that—that the, the, was one of the—that was one of their choices. You know, you want you want this or an eight ball? I'll take the eight ball.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah but I mean, these Captain Lou—the stories of Captain Lou at Madison Square Garden with a fistful of vodka, and you know, he was one of those. You hear he was one of those. That's why we have to get McMahon on here to do an interview. I won't go for any of the bad stuff. I just have to know stuff like this. When Vince bought the company from his father, there were a few people he was told he had to take care of, right? It was Monsoon and Lou and maybe Skoland. Probably Chief. The guys that were partners uh, with with Vince. And so Lou thought he was living in a state of grace and could do anything. And they would say that he would have his fistful of vodka backstage, swigging, get up every five minutes or ten minutes from the card game to run into Junior's office. Tell him to go fuck himself. Then come back, have more vodka, and play more cards. Regularly, you could set your clock by it every—was it ten minutes or whatever? When he would, he would do that.
4: Just shit that you hear. The the the. Uh, it was like the Wild West. I remember Ric Flair was telling a story one time, and it was just the matter of factness of of he says. So I'm 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 sitting in the locker room, and Barry had pissed off his dad, and so Blackjack's looking for Barry, and Blackjack kicks the door open. He goes, "Barry in here!" He looks down. Blackjack's got a 357 Magnum in his hand. Barry is underneath, like one of those, like in a tour bus. He's underneath where the luggage is, hiding behind the luggage. Cause he thinks his dad's going to kill him, but Flair's telling the story like, so then I, I pushed the cart back up to target after I got done shopping (laughs) and I'm sitting there going, what? But you realize they're, they're just, so they're leaving, they're driving their cars. They all got pistols. Yeah. This is the 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 briscoes used to play this game called King of the Road and at any time if you called King of the Road the car would stop and everybody had to get out and grapple and it was like basically who was whoever like you know you could you could go three on one if you wanted to but you, I mean, like they they would this King of the Road situation would would happen where they would grapple and I mean, they'd fight. And, like, can you imagine?
1: Why? This, I'm fascinated, and I love it. But could you imagine
4: having to make the next city? Especially when everybody in the car is a shooter.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So, to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30,
1: bit get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month?
0: So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
2: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, you
1: know, I guess that's why they were doing it, right? Yeah, for, for yeah. For brand rights or whatever. yeah. Right, sort of. yeah. I mean, it was just like... Was there ever a time when, like, Triple H pulled the car over and said, King of the road, and you and Scott and Hunter (laughs) had to beat the shit out of each other on the side of the road?
4: If it was nighttime, nobody could have got out of the fucking van. Paul could have got out. (laughs) Just him, though. Done a Chinese Chinese fucking fire Fire drill. drill. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I was I was usually I w I was usually coherent enough to change the radio station. Well, good question. Who was in charge of the radio? Was it always the wheelman? Uh yeah. I mean it I would always um like when I was driving, absolutely. But then at the same time if it's a long trip like at that point, like when I first broke in up there, like uh, Scott and uh H V K Sean were both listening to country music so oh, yeah yeah you had we to get, talked about that yeah you had, yeah you had to get that merle in right but then at the same time you know years later merle haggard comes with the peabody here in daytona beach and i bring my son so our That's son right. my son yeah. saw merle yeah my son saw merle
1: um back in this time before the uh before anyone cared whether anyone was smoking in a locker room or anything like that the, um, the road agent, the job of the road agent then was, uh, I mean, no one's telling Harley to put out a cigarette for God's sakes, but was it mostly just handling the business of the night, the gate, the payoffs finish? Oh,
4: finish. So, the, okay. So the, you, they give the finish.
1: You were still getting your, your finishes. Yeah. I'm talking. When did you first walk into the locker room? 80, like
4: no, 8, 90. Right. But Grizz Grizz was the road manager or the road right. agent a lot and you know Grizz was fucking Grizz never did not have a cigarette. Oh, he was one of those guys. Yeah, he and, was then, one of the Harley, and then yeah. and then he would take me on the because I was young, you know, I was a big dude. He would take me a lot of times from town to town and smart me up. Just psychology, you know. Just mm-hmm. he wasn't like he was a, a move guy, but just psychology when to get heat you know so
1: was he as good you know you hear jake a lot of times credited with that uh that mind was was
4: was grizz as good see jake jake was would be able to to immediately grab you because jake would say you know when's the highest you're going to get the people you'd say when I hit my finish he says no the highest of people are is when you set for your finish so he would work his whole match around setting for that DDT and that's he would that was almost his falses you know every time Mm he you know he'd he'd grab the guy the guy would grab the rope and go underneath so he would work his match you know around that so when you when. When you see somebody that's working smarter and not harder, that's the guy's. You know, Hulk was, Hulk's as good as they get when it when it comes to just putting shit together. Like, maybe right there we go through a table. Maybe right there we already have their money. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I I, I I and you know, I know the business has changed you know d- drastically, you know, but you know they it, it, for every guy that goes through a you know goes goes through a table now that it's you know that's some guy that bladed ten nights in a row mhm you know so, so you know, it's 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 it all you know you go in the locker room you don't know, it doesn't look like everybody in there has been you know tortured on their foreheads
1: no uh, probably hardly any of them now but it's, it's just yeah. a different a different time but yeah. uh th- but i think the thing of of all the th- of all the chasms in the generations in wrestling you could talk about the physicality and the emphasis of the bodybuilder versus you know a guy that looked like harley that could be on the top of the card and look like harley um uh importance of television the look you know cable and it was the promo going from you being encouraged to just go out there and make your personality come out to being told what to say to me i would imagine that would have been the toughest transition for guys that worked in the 70s and 80s coming up to the 90s and the thousands is kind of having their tongue clipped
4: yeah, we see. We when when we went to to, uh, to back to Turner in '96, we said whatever the fuck. They didn't tell us anything. I mean, you you could write, you could have somebody write something down for three weeks. We weren't going to say we weren't going to say any of it. Our number one thing was always this. They would always wanted to do this. Like, it would be like the outsiders versus Steiners, and. So the Steiners would go out, and go out and get in the ring, and they'd go on by script and say, you know what, you know, you guys, there's no reason to wait till Sunday. Let's do it right now. And then we'd come out, and we'd go, well, we're in no hurry, so we'll just do this on Sunday. <laughs> and then turn around and just walk back, and, and they'd be like, that's not what... Well, we can't go back out there now. It's, But we always say that. Yeah, I remember one time Scott actually, like, like broke it down to the point of, well, it's like a lot of people are going to buy the pay-per-view to watch our match. So, like, from a company standpoint, wouldn't it make more sense if we, like, made you pay for it instead of it giving it free tonight? <laughs> you know, and then when you come through the curtain, you're just looking like this. And they're like, you two dicks. Did you guys? It was always
1: from the fans' perspective. It was always fun when you guys hit the ring and did those long promos with with Eric later on with Eric, because there was that sense that you that anything could happen almost. So it was very obvious, I think, it was to me and probably all fans that nothing was scripted beyond whatever the point was of of the promo that night. I could tell that anything could anything could be said out there, and you, I'd see you guys crack up, and it was great to have that. But, um,
4: but that was probably the end of it, right? Oh yeah, because once, once they once they took the F out, like once the the the, the WWF became WWE, yeah, and all all of a sudden, man, it was just like. They were working their way to become corporate they were working their way to become uh a, 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 what am I trying to say public i'm sorry public Ugh. publicly traded yeah so, they were trying to get public yeah. so they were so they started to you know from pulling a uh rubber hand out of a woman's vagina to now we've got to, we've got to figure out how we can cut this back and make this a viable stock option. Yeah. And so they they really put the put the kibosh and you know, I, I remember several times like I I remember coming back and they would be like, uh, one o'clock, everybody down at the ring, we've got a rehearsal. And I'm thinking to myself, like, fuck man, my back ain't touching that Matt and I'd be like, No, we're doing it like we're gonna go over the verbiage. And I'm like, it's fucking one o'clock. I just got here. I don't fucking know anything. I'm supposed to say. So I'd go down there like it was a, a sitcom. Day one, I'd just read off off the fucking paper, and then you'd get hollered at. I I don't think you're prepared. <laughs> I'm like, wait till eight o'clock. I'll know, I'll know just as much of this. <laughs> but now I, Eric,
1: who loved i think anyway from what i know of eric loved going out there with you guys because you could go anywhere with it right i mean with the promo i mean any anything you could could have fun with it now he's got to he's in the middle now because as a thing you know he made the journey to wwe so now he's in a position where things are going to be scripted. And he's worked with you guys extensively, made a ton of money, like revitalized the company. And now he's got to stand by and be part of the machine that's going to hand you a script. Did he ever privately say to you, Kevin, like change change anything you want or
4: No, because at that point it was just it it was it was almost like after three or four times of you doing your own shit, even though it might have been better, they didn't care because to mm. to to them it was huge not being a good soldier. Mm. You know, it was just like so, and and like I've always said, man, I don't have a problem like that. The piece of artwork behind me is is original, but I'm sure that you know that that. It, she wouldn't have a problem you know, doing doing print to canvas and selling those for a 1000 bucks if, if there was a market for it
1: so you're saying that uh, yeah. compromising it's, the art for commerce is going yeah, pro
4: exactly i mean it's it's, In it's a way. It's, it's and i understand because the thing is the there's a lot of people that are, are, are have been broken in and they've br- been broken into being handed a script. You know? So we were, we were just talking earlier before we started the show, we were talking about, uh, you were talking about Matthew Perry saying that when he wor- worked on that Sorkin uh, su- 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 studio 60 or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, that uh, you, you couldn't even take a pregnant pause in your, in your line without sorkin i said no that's not there mm-hmm. and what happens is i remember uh working on rock of ages with paul giamatti and the guy just said i oh, just ad lib some shit right there and he kind of walked away from paul and I, I just looked at paul and i saw i saw, saw paul kind of have this perplexed look and he said he said man he said I can fucking sit here and do the Gettyberg's address forward and backwards. He said, I can do Adams. He said, you give me, you know, 18 paragraphs. He says, ad lib? He said, that's not, I, I said, I said, well, thank God you got me here, because I got nothing to do but think about shit, because I, I got no lines. So I said, here, let me throw you some. So we, he'd get up there, I'd throw him a line, he'd, he'd you know, it was just like, like, I can't I can't do what, you know, I, I, I can't do the Gettysburg Express or Gettysburg. Uh, address. Yeah, address. But um, I said I, I can definitely come up with just some bullshit to throw into a movie. But
1: you see, now, movies were always scripted. And if you had a director that was right. amenable to it, you could work off the script. You talked about doing a lot of ad-libbing in Longest Yard, right? Uh, but wrestling was that, Wrestling was. Always improvisation and then suddenly there's writing. And when Russo, what about when Russo was there? What was was, was how much points? did he it was just bullet points. He yeah, didn't want points. you to stick to no, okay.
4: Because no. he knew he, he like he he knew the flavor he wanted, he but he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna write your shit. Like I remember when I came back and they would be like, and one of those writers would come up to me at WWE and they'd be like, so I was looking at some old diesel uh, interviews you did. And I'd be like, like what? Like those were fine. Like those are rotten. Those are. I mean, uh, and well, I, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking along that line, but just not so much dialogue. Oh. So you want me to sit here and get buried by punk? I got it. Yeah.
1: You were you were there in an interesting time, man. You saw the change. You saw that.
4: Yeah, I saw it. The thing changeover. was changeover. And it was the only time that I really just said, you know what? Fuck it. Just take the money. I did it when they get, when they handed me the eyes again, making Sullivan looked at me. And goes, I said, Ke- Kevin, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get, I don't get what the fuck this is. And he goes, brother, it's called take the fucking money. And I was just like, yeah,
5: sure. So, I mean, so you're so, paid so, to do a job. Yeah, paid so to- so
4: Kevin, it doesn't bother you that we're wearing the same rubber masks? Not, not a bit, brother. Now shut up and pass
1: the joint. (laughs) But back in the day, if you were booking for Crockett or whatever, as important, maybe more important than what you did in the ring and being a good soldier or whatever, was what you did on the microphone.
4: Yeah, but could you imagine somebody telling Dusty or telling Flair what their promo was?
1: Well, I think Flair has talked about the first time he was handed a script when he got there, and and yeah, and they they had to hand Rick effing Flair a script. He should have just naged it, went into business for himself. Gotta throw the verb in there. He should have just I, naged I, it. I
4: think I'm 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 quite sure that the the first time they handed it to him, he didn't he didn't cower and just go, oh, whatever you say. He probably went like. I guarantee you once he got away around a corner or something, that thing was <laughs> thrown in the garbage. Fuck like this.
1: Uh I remember when That's they, what I would talk to Rick about. You know, I, I, don't, I don't want to care about the title reigns and I would uh, talk to him about how one of the best talkers in the history of the business, one of the best promos, a guy that was born to do what he did. At the time that he did it, the first time he walked in and got handed a script, what the hell happened? I want to know that scene. It was so
5: impossible. I mean, when would you,
4: when would Ric Flair have ever needed a script? Never. When would would Dusty ever have, never, Scott, never. Rock, but never, but like,
1: but like you said before, it wasn't about them needing it, it was about controlling the message and keeping it sanitized
4: because the other person was already a drone. So, if you said they're waiting for you to say, um, summers at SummerSlam, and you never get there, you're still burying them an hour later, they're sitting there going, SummerSlam, when is he going to say SummerSlam? I know I say so. My plug lines the the show, after SummerSlam. Yeah. <laughs> my 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 lines after SummerSlam.
1: Well, if you had Vince on headset, someone would be being screamed at.
4: Yeah, but you wouldn't get you get yeah. hollered you get hollered at when you come back. And that was oh always, when you're in there, you, you know, don't get
1: fed anything ever. No, by, by the ref, nothing. Nothing. Someone, nothing.
4: No, they they might tell you go home. You know, like you guys are long. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one time i we were we were doing a, a, a tv taping and we weren't the last we weren't the last segment and uh i remember the, the referee came over and buzzed me and then sean came over to tag me and i said they said go home he goes fuck them we're not last <laughs> <laughs> like let them work let let them cut the three minutes out of their match Different time. Different time.
1: Kevin, I, I know that you talked to me last week about Miracle Brand Sheets. Yes. And I just want to reiterate for everyone out there what Miracle Brand is, if you have not heard about it. Listen, the fact is that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat. This is a fact. It could lead to acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and beyond that, it's just gross. Miracle brand offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters, and they prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundering. How the heck does that happen, you're saying? It's very simple. Silver. What am I talking about, silver? What am I talking about? Silver-infused fabrics, originally developed by NASA, Miracle Brand sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long, so you get better sleep every night. They're self-cleaning. They're infused with that natural silver that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. No gross odors either, okay? Okay. They are the perfect gift. We are getting to that time of year. You, your spouse, friends, family, whoever. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious bedding, for God's sakes? It's just better all around, better for your skin, better for you. So stop sleeping on bacteria. I have to tell you this. What's the matter with you? Stop sleeping on bacteria. Clean sheets mean less bacteria to clog your pores and fewer breakouts and skin problems. So you're going to go to trymiracle.com slash kevin. Try Miracle, T-R-Y, Miracle.com slash Kevin. Okay, try today. Give it to somebody special for the holiday season. We've got a special deal for all listeners. You save 40%. I said 40 freaking percent if you use the promo code Kevin at checkout. Save even more. Get three free towels, okay? Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you get the full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Brand. Go to TryMiracle.com slash Kevin. Use the code Kevin. Claim your, three, your free three-piece towel set. Save over 40%. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash Kevin. Go do it now. We'll wait. Click it. Type it. Good. Treat yourself a friend, a loved one this holiday season. Thank you, Miracle Brand.
4: They didn't well, send me the, the towels. Did they send you the towels?
1: You just got the sheets?
4: I just have the sheets.
1: Yeah, no, I got the sheets. I think the, the towels will be standard towels, but that uh, that uh, the sheets are I think they might have. The, they
4: won't have. The, they won't have the silver in them. The, the towels. I don't know. I
1: have to see. Maybe the towels are forthcoming. Maybe it comes from a different shipper. Know. Yeah, I don't Maybe know. That's what
4: happened. I, I did notice when they showed the. Uh, this is the first time we've actually had the ad, and um, it seemed like when she used the mer the miracle sheets, her breasts were perkier. Is that it's- just me? <laughs> I think that, it's 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 a byproduct of the
1: silver infused sheets. It
4: it's it, it's yeah. It's it's it picks it's, everything up. Well, because they the the bacteria is not where.
1: Kevin, the, she's eleven. Wait, who is that? Oh, that's 11. not there? her. No, okay. Look at her. She look at her laundering. Oh, oh my god, who wants to do laundry all the Cut,
4: time? It, every? Can you imagine? Like washing your sheets every week. It's a pain in the ass. If you could just, you're talking about three weeks. Absolutely. I mean, you
1: know, and the, and they feel great. That's yeah. the key for me. I want the I want the feeling
4: of luxury. See, I sleep naked, so I mean, it, it's this is like I, bacteria. This is a this is huge for me. I need drawers on you. Don't, you don't like, but because. There's Dude. Some rollage
1: that and uh, by squashing time. who needs that in the middle of the night by the by the, the, t- the, by, by, the
4: by the time I, I I'm I'm groomed and got but groomed groomed, toned and on my way to my miracle sheets <laughs> on top of my I'm on my top of my chili my chili pad the chili. jeez the last thing I'm worried about is rollage I got more shit going on Got a a dip of espresso?
1: (laughs) We had a request to bring our, uh, our, uh, what the hell was it? Indianapolis, I think. Somebody wrote us to bring the live show to Indianapolis. How's that uh, for a city? Should we play Indianapolis? I love Indianapolis. Maybe we'll do that then. It is time for Ask Nash. We allow you access to Kevin Nash, something many people don't have. Kevin doesn't want to deal with people, and he doesn't have to. He's in a position where he can say, I don't want to deal with people today. But he agrees to uh, deal with you every uh, every Monday here. Jacob says, hey, yo, Kevin Nash just watched Dog on Amazon Prime and was wondering if you were a dog person yourself. Have you had any pets over the years? You have a dog now.
4: I've had a dog. My wife and I have had a dog since we've, we've been the other 35 years. We've had a dog the whole time.
1: What kind so, of dog is this one?
4: This is a Yorkshire. A ter- York, Yorkie, but we we don't have. It's a it's a full size. So he's he's a twelve pound Yorkshire. He's not. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you could put him in it. I could put him in my purse. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it probably break my 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 wife's collarbone. We've had Doberman. Oh, we had a Doberman.
1: See those uh, big dogs when they like jump on your lap when you're sitting on the couch. That's jarring. It's like having a person jump on you, yeah,
4: but I, back then I was like three forty, he weighed maybe a hundred, so it was like wasn't that big of a deal, well, all right, well, normal people, yeah, don't want a Doberman jumping on them. I uh, don't want Black Jack Mulligan jumping on me with a three fifty seven that's
1: <laughs> go get in the cargo bin of the bus
4: <laughs> exactly,
1: Audrey Braun, I found this from a used bookstore. Was it you re- this is fascinating to me. She bought this book in a bookstore. Now, Steve, zoom in. This is uh, the autograph from the two authors. The two authors are uh, Gene, and give me the name here. Gene. All right, Jeannie Clark and Bradley Craig. The top says to Kevin, last time I saw you in WCW when you were Oz, how long ago? Hope you enjoy the book. Love Jeannie. And then below that, Kevin. Uh, you've come a long way since I first saw you wrestle in Aberdeen. Aberdeen
4: against, Cactus, Vegas Jack. against
1: Cactus Jack. Is this a legit autograph that was given to you that, that the book somehow ended up in a used bookstore? Or is somebody ribbing this girl? You clearly didn't enjoy through the shattered glass because it's not immediately coming to mind. Yeah,
4: it's not but the, I've been it's Could be. I don't see why somebody would go Oz and then jump down to Vinnie Vegas at Aberdeen, which I mean, no it would be very hard to know about me and me and mixed match. In Aberde- I think that's the first time me and Mick ever worked Well Bradley
1: Craig uh, Was the one who saw you in Aberdeen And uh, Jeannie right. Clark Was the one who saw you in uh, right. uh, Enjoyed you as Oz She was the one that enjoyed you as
4: Oz So
1: The one Oz fan Any Oz merch out there Kev? Uh,
4: The Ten Man uh,
1: of, of Wizard of Oz fame? <laughs> No, I no never, do you don't. You I didn't have an moving. Oz shirt. No. Okay. May have to bring this back. Jake Station. Did you ever wrestle or talk with Ludwig Borga? And if you did, what are your thoughts on him? Greetings from Finland.
4: I knew. I knew. I knew Ludwig very well. Tony was. Tony was a, a, a good. I mean, he, I stayed at his house in Manhattan Beach. Um. He was uh he was a different cat. Um I wouldn't say that he and I uh shared um beliefs on humans. Uh was this way, we were walking through uh Tel Aviv and he had an SS tattoo on his uh calf. So, which I did not know until we were Walking through Tel Aviv.
1: It's a fine place to discover that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Nunya Bizbis, a few questions for you as a local that I've always wondered. Number one, why did Mort Krim always look like he just drank vinegar? Two, why is Lansing, Michigan the home of so many crackheads and theft of car tires? Three, what exactly was... The Noid. Well, the Noid was that pizza uh, gimmick that they were doing for a little bit, right? Avoid wasn't, the Noid.
4: Wasn't that Domino's? That was Domino's, I think. Yeah. The little red, the red, uh, the red hat on.
1: Yeah, I think that one went over like a fart in church.
4: Uh, it, went, it went over like that fucking uh, D- Detroit-style pizza, the square one. Exactly. I think this was an attempted reference to the pizza, but it's different company. Mort yeah. Krim. Mort. What crimson old? He's just an old crusty fucker. He's been. it he was around for a thousand years. He he was on. He was on our. uh I did that show the Detroiters, and they had. A, he, he was on. He was on that. Um. What was the other one they asked?
1: Lansing, Michigan. Is that a shithole?
4: No nah, fucking. La- I mean, if they would have said Flint or Saginaw, but Lansing. I mean, you go to the you go to the hood anywhere in Michigan. You're
1: you know. Flint took the dive when in when the industry left, right? It was
4: it, it was lost a, that it lost that huge GM truck plant. Right. And the Saginaw had the, the Saginaw had an assembly like when when everything was built up in Michigan, those those towns were, you know, they were you could make a family of four could live. Mhm. You know, and then when 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 all those when those plants all shut, and you know, that was it.
1: There was it's, a documentary on, I don't know, one of the streamers about the police force in Flint. Flint.
4: You yeah. see that trying yeah. to police Flint
1: amid it's like, like corruption? There's
4: like eleven, like eleven officers, like the, the the mom and the son both like.
1: Yes, that's right.
4: Went in together. Yeah. No, they they said that like the, the 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 call time was like forty five minutes to an hour. But they, I think they had like all of Genesee County up there, but they were just so horrendously staffed, and it was just. Have you ever seen the one where it's the Detroit Fire Department? No. Oh, the the guys are going. They're putting out fires. They got duct tape holding their boots together, and oh man, it's 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 another rough one.
1: Yeah. Wow. Uh, Mark Millum, any views on Bill Hicks or just your favorite comedians ever? He's my all time favorite. Bill Hicks was great. He always did the smoking gimmick, and then he died of lung cancer. You know,
4: Bill did. Hicks was was a, a a regular at the Cheetah, which he, was the club you worked at. Yeah, he he yeah. Bill Bill Hicks used to do. He was there on I want to think it was either Friday or every Saturday night. Bill Hicks did a it might have been Friday and Saturday night he did his, he did a set, but he was real good friends with Mister Haygood that owned it, and they, Bill Hicks always that was a, that was the only time he you you know and women would would could come in when they were accompanied. so there was that was it was kind of mm. a it kind of had a cool vibe when when the when he was there. Yeah, he was
1: great. What yeah. other comedians did you enjoy? Oh. I'll throw out some names. You, t- you tell me where they stand. Like right next. now? Well, just all-, all time. Like, I think Carlin is probably my all-time favorite because he functions on so many levels. There's the comedy. There's the relatable comedy. But then there's a, a real social
4: overtone, yeah, I, which is I, relevant I, today. Right now, Bill Burr's probably my favorite. Yeah, Burr's great. I think he's really good. Um, Got all time. I mean... Richard Pryor, I grew up with. How about Kinnison? Where do you put Kinnison? He'd be he'd be a top twenty, but not no, mm-hmm. not my not my my Rushmore.
5: Um, Gilbert Gottfried,
4: not the Rushmore, but Gilbert Gilbert Gottfried at a roast, unreal. Mm-hmm. You know. Don I mean, Rickles, great on great in the first chair at on Carson, On Carson, right? On yeah. Carson, I'm um, unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. Um, I remember one time johnny Carson was was uh, going to call Bob Newhart out uh, as his next guest. He says, "He says this, this, this is probably one of the classiest guys I know." He goes. Bob Newhart's so classy. He gets out of the shower to use the to use the uh, the urinal. I was like a kid. I was just like, "What?" But I thought about, it, like, "Oh yeah, that means he's not pissing in the shower." Excellent. So yeah, oh, I,
5: I think Eddie. I think
4: Eddie, Eddie Murphy was great. Murphy, yeah. I think you know. I think uh, Chris Rock was 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 amazing. I don't think there's anybody that'll ever be better than Chappelle. You know, I he's think right. Ch- you know Chappelle is just Chappelle to me. Um, is 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 very Carlin ish. You know, where it, it's has anybody like watched the Netflix thing where he's doing like they brought him back to this to get an award for this? He somehow pondered his way into some art school. That's where he, you know. He, And he's, but he does, he does like a, it's on Netflix right now. It's like a 30 minute little, little bit, but he's, he's just talking about, you know, getting into, you know, into this school. Mm -hmm. But, uh, no, I, uh, I think, I think that he's, he's amazing. The, uh.
1: You mentioned Eddie Murphy. That that was a defining – that special, that HBO special in 1984, it was called Delirious when he was in the orange jumpsuit. Yeah. That, that was a game changer for me. It, comedy became cool, almost like rock star cool with, with Eddie Murphy. And that was yeah. massive, redefining.
4: Was that the, what was the one that was in the, that was the red leather, right? Yeah, yeah, the red leather. Was it was in the red leather. leather. Yeah, right, it was red leather. <clears throat> that was
1: huge. Um, Peter D. says, hi, Kevin, can you call Hulk on your podcast? Just a short message from him would be great. What would we talk to Hulk about?
4: Ask him how that fucking, uh going down there, karaoke. What has he got? Yes, karaoke down at his at his beach place all the time.
1: Does he still have the place in Clearwater?
4: The uh He's got he's got the, the beach shop and then he's got like Hogan's Hangout. Oh, okay. And then Nick Nick uh you know Nick's a really talented DJ. And uh so so Nick Nick spends a couple nights for the younger crowd and Hulk's down there. I think uh I think they, I think they do it Monday. Like in, in, they coincide with with Raw, and they may do something Friday. Um, with SmackDown.
1: Is that in Tampa? Clearwater. In Clearwater, okay, yeah. Well, maybe we'll do our first show there. We'll see. We'll do a live show there. Um, <clears throat> David Van Boglin. Kev, were the top five managers, valets, or advocates of all time
4: top 5 uh wizard
5: um, Bobby Heenan Mhm JJ uh Albano uh,
4: Yeah definitely Lou
0: Lassie
4: I never really, really he, he's like I wasn't ever around him. Mm Yeah.
5: You Mm. said J.J. Right? Yeah. Paul Jones. Heyman.
1: Heyman, right? Yeah, Heyman.
4: Okay. I'm I'm sorry. I I feel bad that that it took me a second to come up. Well,
1: there's probably more. But uh, he yeah, but asked for mean, the five
4: yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> he asked for five. We gave him eleven soft. Boom boom.
1: You know, I, I I don't get to say that we forgot to get to the bunkhouse stampede anymore, because we very we, handily covered that last
4: week. And, and I didn't I didn't hear a whole lot of uh, like comments at the beginning of our our podcast. If anybody you know really. Diving into that with with with,
1: I saw some. I saw some mostly shock and awe that that we covered it. Um, they kept commentary to themselves, I guess. But yeah, they,
4: I I think what it is is it's it's I mean, it's just the shock, you know, to take something so precious, and like I saw I saw one comment. I said I I knew you. would You'd shit on it because it was da da da. I'm thinking. I said how bad the match was. I didn't say anything about Dusty. I think I pretty much put Dusty over the entire the entire show.
1: Yeah, of course. Oh, I saw somebody um was talking about a oh, Christ what was I'll find it for next week. Uh, t- talking about the gate of uh of of uh of an event in Philly, um. The, I guess it was a stampede in Philly and um, that uh he was saying was a was a record sellout
4: like twelve thousand people at when
1: a, a house show yeah. I'll find it
4: well all I know is when we used to run Philadelphia it, it, and it was early wCW we used to run the Civic center in mm-hmm. Philadelphia it was over by the train tracks you couldn't have put fucking twenty you couldn't have put fucking twelve thousand roaches and yeah, there. I'm sure you could because there were. They had about 12,000. I mean, I never saw more than 3,000 people in that shithole. That was, was, to me, that whole run with WCW would be the the equivalent of doing stand-up on cruise ships for fucking three years. Yeah. All it was was a bunch of smarts that they just fucking wanted to just... Yeah, you know, and Ash, and Ash, and Ash, and Ash, and Ash, you turn around what? Fuck you, yeah. Man. You gotta love Philly. <laughs>
1: yeah, whatever. Uh, Kevin, I know you know this, but click this is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Kevin Nash, Tristan Nash, and Sean so Oliver, producer Steve, Steve Kaufman, done. graphics by Dominic D'Angelo, title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2022, Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, T, you want to do another one? T said, um,
4: yeah, because Dad owes me huge for, for keeping the power. Exactly.
0: Do you think you can tell